You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. It's November, and that means it's the CFRC annual funding drive. It's on right now, and you can go to cfrc.ca for all the details. CFRC is celebrating its 100th anniversary in 2022, so they're trying to raise money to update all their equipment to continue to bring you great programming like screening in Kingston. So make sure to go to cfrc.ca and donate if you can. Okay, Taylor, it's the sleepiest of November days. I am exhausted, so we'll see how this goes. So I have to carry the show. You're carrying the show. It's all you. Uh, Have fun for the next 45 minutes. (laughs) All right. I'm sleepy too. Hey, what was with the, um, around around 2 o'clock, the sky was so hazy. Did you? Mm -hmm. What was that I all did. about? I did notice that around two-ish. Yeah, yeah. It so was, talk um, about a sleepy day. Even the weather was like, yep, done. Yeah, it was, Go back it was to funny. Bed. And then it was very hazy. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? <laughs> like, it, was weird. Very, it was very strange. Yeah, yeah. I, I did notice that. It's very strange out there. Um, we do have a lot of reasons to get excited for this episode. So we may be starting off sleepy. It's the end of a long Monday for both of us. But yeah. We can get pumped up because this is going to be a really fun episode. We have a lot of fun stuff to go through. Um, I do want to just remind people that all month long and and into December, it's the CFRC funding drive. So be sure to go to CFRC.ca. Make a donation if you can. Any little bit helps. CFRC has been around for 100 years. They're celebrating their 100th year, Taylor, in 2022. Like unbelievable. Yeah, just incredible, <laughs> like like really cool. But if you're around 100 years, you need to get some upgraded equipment, right? Like yeah. you, you, you're going to go through things. Uh, obviously, CFRC, as we know, have like a lot of different types of shows. So the, the demand on the equipment is pretty high. So that's what all this goes towards. Upgrade everything, continue to bring you fun shows that you love. So everyone go to CFRC.ca, make a donation if you can, and let them know that Screening in Kingston sent you, that you like us. You yeah, go. you want to keep us around. <laughs> yeah, or 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 if you hate us, say hey, we'll give you more money if he kicks screening and kicks them off the air. Yeah, <laughs> get them out of here. Um, but yes, go definitely. I I've got funding drive messages at the beginning and end of the show all month. Um, so you can refer to those if you want more information, or go to CFRC's website. And along with the CFRC funding drive, this month is very special because it's Fan Appreciation Month on screening in Kingston. And today we're going to reveal all the fun stuff that's going to be part of that month. And I'm excited. Mike asked if I wanted to be surprised. And I said, duh. <laughs> yeah. I want to react I don't even know on why air. I I don't, yeah, I was so surprised that you texted me that this Well, morning. you know, Taylor, this is the thing. Because this, as much as, as much as like I do editing, this is our show. And yeah. it started off as both of us having independent ideas to talk about movies and coming together to do this show together. So every once in a while, I'm like, well, I assume Taylor wants to be surprised, but maybe not. Maybe she wants to be in the know. And I just say, well, you know what? Well, thanks, have her Mike. tell me. 
you, you have good. the opportunity to say yes or no. Good checking <laughs> so in. Go. Good checking exactly. in. I appreciate it. I assumed you'd rather me just rattle off and oh, react yeah. naturally, yeah. but you never know. You never know. Um, so we are going to do that, and we're probably going to do that first, and then we'll get into fan questions. There's a couple of fan questions today, but a couple of them are kind of thematic to the movie you're reviewing, Taylor. Um, right. Some Wes Anderson-y questions. Yes. So we'll we'll do the quest- fan questions after revealing what's going on um, with, with Fan Appreciation Month. And as I said, French Dispatch, that's the movie you're going to review today. And our fans are delighted. They just want to know, Taylor, what you thought of this movie. So they're really pumped. I can't wait to share. Well, you can't now, so don't even try. <laughs> I um, have to wait a little okay. bit longer. <laughs> you got to wait a little bit longer. Um, so let's talk about Fan Appreciation Month. So this is how it's going to work, everybody. Each week, so today being the first week, we're going to announce what you get to vote on. You get to go to our website, screeningandkingston.com. It's right on the homepage. If you just scroll down, you'll see November, Fan Appreciation Month. And there are three weeks worth of voting. So each week, there's something new for you to vote on. It might, and it's themed. So I'm going to go through the themes. Each theme is different. Um, Before I get into what they are, I'll just announce the themes. So week one's theme for our show on November 16th is just called Movie Week. It's called Movie Week. Week two, (laughs) November 23rd, it's called TV Week. Oh. And now this gets fun, Taylor. Week three, (laughs) November 30th, is 90s week. So there you go. We got we Okay, great. That's good. No, no, we got movie week, we got TV week, and we got 90s week. So each week you're gonna vote on something that Taylor and I have to review or talk about or the kind of nature of what the show is gonna be about. And then Austin's also got a surprise for both Taylor and I and fans, where each week he's gonna send us something new that we're gonna do that week. It might be a game or some like fun thing we have to talk about, but it's a new thing he's gonna send us each week, and we won't know until the day we record what it is. That's so fun and exciting. So right now, when people go to our website, screeningandcase.com, week one is open for voting. Week two and three won't open for voting until the week of the show previous. So next week, we'll open up week two, and the week after, we'll open up week three. So that just kind of gives you an idea. And today, we're going to talk about, I'm going to reveal everything so we can go over all this cool stuff but then we'll we'll put emphasis on the four options that are here for week one so it's it's kind of cool taylor we we're you and i have a sense of what we could be talking about but we're not really going to know until voting closes and are we allowed to vote yeah you and i can vote sure <laughs> the website's not going to stop us from voting i mean <laughs> we, we can vote um and everyone has until friday so we need to know by friday um what we're doing so taylor and i have time to go see movies Sweet. <laughs> so you gotta you gotta let us know by friday voting will close going into friday so try to get those votes what time in. on friday by then. um i'm thinking noon yeah that's good noon on friday Perfect. gives everyone a couple of days but you know we're not gonna be we can still have the friday evening to see something friday evening saturday afternoon saturday evening sunday yeah well at least you and i have multiple opportunities Got it. Because um, we, we might have to see two movies. Woo-hoo! We don't know. Busy. Don't know. Uh, sh- so I'm going to go through all of them right now, Taylor, but let's uh, let's just rattle through them. So let's talk about week one. Week one with the theme movie week. So here are the four choices that fans get to vote on. And we can comment on these as we go. So number one, Mike and Taylor 
see Ghostbusters Afterlife. So that's number one. <laughs> nice and simple. We must both go see yeah, the 27th remake. Uncomplicated. Paul Rudd. What's not to love? Right. Number two. Taylor sees Ghostbusters Afterlife and Mike sees Spencer. So a little <laughs> bit different. So maybe we're switching roles there. We're going to see movies that might be a little different. This is where it gets fun. Number three, <laughs> Taylor sees The Eternals. Okay. And Mike sees and Mike sees Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to be going to see Clifford the Big Red Dog. Oh my gosh! By yourself. Option. By myself. Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Saturday afternoon. Me and all the children. <laughs> yeah. Um, question number four. So, or sorry, option four, I should say. Option four is Mike and Taylor see both Spencer and Eternals. Okay. So interesting. Yeah. So, so the options again, these are the options you get to vote on. Mike and Taylor both see Ghostbusters Afterlife. Taylor sees Ghostbusters Afterlife and Mike sees Spencer. Taylor sees Eternals and Mike sees Clifford the Big Red Dog. Or Mike and Taylor both see Spencer and the Eternals. So those are the four options. A couple different movies in there. For a second, I thought I was off the hook from seeing Spencer. And then I realized, no, I might have to see Spencer. No, you might have to see it. Yeah. And Eternals. (laughs) It's going to be a rough weekend for you if that's the one. I just, Taylor, I have a feeling, knowing our fans. You're going to have that to see number Clifford. three. Yeah. Number three is going to win. You will have to see Eternals and I will have to see Clifford, the big red dog. Um, but those are the votes. So voting is open now. So as you're listening to the podcast now, you can go to screening and you can vote for, for one through four, whatever you'd like. There's also a section there. If you want to put like comments or questions or whatever, you can include that with your vote. Um, all you need is you can taunt us. Yeah, you can taunt us. All we need is a first name. Again, we don't generally deal with last names on the show. Just to keep everyone's like, you know, identities private. Unless we don't I need flub. your email or anything. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just a first name that we need just so we know you're a human. Um, so that's week one. Uh, what do you think, Taylor? Overall thoughts on what we got to do next week? I think it's great. I think it's fun that it's to- we're totally at the mercy of our fans. I think it's and great. And I think... I think Austin did a very good job of making it very like some of these are, you know, good choices. Of course, we would go see those movies like whatever. Like, that's fine. And some of these choices are like, oh, yeah, like Ghostbusters. Like, yeah, sure. We'll see it. Like, that's the least inoffensive choice. If they don't want to torture us, we'll go. We'll (laughs) both go see Ghostbusters. And you do realize no one's going to vote for that. Oh, no, that's (laughs) that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. So it, I, I I think Mike, Austin, as usual, did a great job. Like there'll be two votes for the first one and it'll be our votes. It'll be you and me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll vote for it and everyone else will be like, forget it. Um, but there you go. We'll no, remind everyone. Yeah. We'll remind everyone at the end of this show what these options are. Because I'm going to go through weeks two and three now just to talk about it. This is the introductory ep- episode to the, to the weeks. To we'll pump us up. Time. Yeah. But you can only vote as we go through the week. So right now, only week one voting is is there. But if you go on the website, you can review all the other options and start planning your votes, I guess. In Plotting. Advance. Yeah. So so week two, which is the TV week. So that's our show on November 23rd. Right. Um, this episode 
has potential to go in a couple different directions. So the one thing I have to explain, and Austin knows this because he sent me this stuff and I told him, there are some guests that are involved in this one. It's possible they won't be able to make it on the show. Like that is a possibility. Right. So so there are kind of some backups in terms of that. So anything I say here, Taylor, you and I will still do the thing. We just might not be able to bring the guest on. Right, um, right, as, got it. As needed. Um, so... We'll see what happens. So there's there's a couple guests here, and uh, these these are all things that I think maybe Austin just wants to see. I'm not too sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. It, this it gets what, so there's only <laughs> Mike. This is what I love about our show is that our fans just are like, we want you to do this thing, and they write in, and we do it. Don't you love that? I yeah, love the interactive. Absolutely. So when my friends say, "Oh, talk about this," just write in, write in, and we'll do it. <laughs> it yeah, doesn't absolutely. take much. Well, that, we wanted to build a community of film fans, and right? We like have. we're all we're all film fans, and you want to come on the show and talk, great. You want to not come on the show but make us do things, great. <laughs> we'll we'll be your good. puppets, like whatever. Yeah, also <laughs> equally good. Um, okay, so week two, there are three options this time. So there are okay. three options for week number two, um, and it is again the November twenty third week, so TV week. So option number one, Matt Salton joins the show to review Buffy's Once More with Feeling with Taylor and Mike in a Buffy the Vampire Slayer appreciation episode. I think Matt will make himself available. I texted Matt. I texted Matt. And even without knowing it's Buffy related, he said it would be an honor to come on. So I think Matt, we can we can guarantee would be available if you pick that one. Um, and obviously this is inspired by last time we had Matt on and we all talked about Buffy as opposed yeah, to our Halloween episodes. special was just yeah it was like half of it was Buffy so I guess Austin just wants that but the full hour version of it got it um option number two this is one we've talked about before Taylor finally watches a Star Trek pilot episode with possible special guests Mark and Tyler okay so Mark is the filmmaker we chatted with who we found out was a big Star Trek fan. And of course, Tyler Vance is our Star Trek correspondent. Again, can't guarantee either one of them are available. I will email them both this week to let them know just to see if they would potentially be. But there you go. Vote number two is Taylor finally watches a Star Trek pilot. I assume I I, I will email to confirm him because I, I, for, I forgot to ask. I assume that's a pilot then of like our choosing. Like I'll have to pick one then because there's a lot of different star treks um so i, or you I, mean, I know we we'll talked about you should let the guest pick mark and and tyler could pick yeah 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 i'd be down yeah they, they both know star trek so that's fine by me yeah so option number three so we've got number one matt salton joins the show for a once more with feeling review plus a buffy the vampire appreciation show number two Taylor finally watches a pilot of a Star Trek episode. And number three, Mike and Taylor binge and review Squid Games. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not a bad one. It's not bad. But for TV week, so we got Squid Games, which everyone's talking about. You yeah. finally watching Star Trek, which is fine by me. And Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is also like this. The TV week is probably so far the, the best in terms of like our enjoyment. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, going to be fun. us be... week one. It'll be fun no matter what with the television up, the television theme. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I'm, whatever you prefer. You want to hear us talk about Buffy, Star Trek, or Squid Games. Those are your choices for week two. 
Um, moving on to week three. So this is 90s week. Right. Uh, there are three options for 90s week. Okay. Number one. Taylor selects a musical and a romantic comedy from the 90s for Mike to review. Mike <laughs> selects... <laughs> and Mike selects a Tom Hanks and a Meryl Streep movie for Taylor to review, also from the 90s. <laughs> so that would be a four-movie four week, because you, you would have to select a musical and a romantic yeah. comedy for me, and I would have to select a Tom Hanks movie and a Meryl Streep movie in their prime for you. Are there even that many musicals that came out in the 90s? Oh, geez, I don't know. You'd have to find out, I guess. Yeah. You have, have your research cut out for you. I am not the musical <laughs> theater expert, so that one, I'll have to put my thinking cap on for that one. No, I will tell you right now, if there were, they weren't any good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like some not good ones came out. Because I don't think Chicago came out till No, like 2001 or something. Yeah, yeah, like very early 2000s. So, no, I, I have no idea what that would even be. So, anyway, that's option one. <laughs> Option two, this one's a little easier, but Mike and Taylor review The Matrix. So I guess that's because the new Matrix movie is coming out. Okay. So we review the original 1999. The number one. The good one. The number one. That's all it is. So obviously none of our fans will vote for this one because it's too simple and we would both enjoy it. Um, Number three, Mike and Taylor select a movie from their childhood for the other one to watch and review. Okay. The crow. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. Well, <laughs> from your childhood? Yeah. Yeah. For your sure. childhood. The crow. Yeah. My mom had oh, a pretty man. open movie policy growing up. That oh, was, yeah. geez. I don't. I... <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, anyway, so I review The Crow. And Taylor sees something that I was like thinking, oh, what did I watch as a kid? Like what cartoons or like movies did I like as a kid? Like Sister Act or something like, and you're going to make Oh, well, we could be, maybe I won't force you to watch The Crow. I can do a more. I thought thought it was, I thought we were picking, like he says child. So I just assumed when you were I'm pretty sure like I, first time I saw it, I was probably like nine. Okay. What's a, what's an inappropriate for a kid to watch movie that I would have seen? I'm trying to think. I'll have to ask my parents. Yeah, I'll, 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 if it is that one, I'll try to find something that can compete with the crow in terms of level of like very, very Mike like movie. I'll just see if I can find something. Oh, I've got one. I've got one. You what would like it be? It. Uh, first night. Do you know no, what that I've is? Never heard of it. So it's, it's King, it's like King Arthur movie, but it's Sean Connery. And it's um, Kevin Richard Costner. Gere. Oh yeah, no. it's there's a poster for it right now in uh, the screening room. Yes, first night. Yeah. That would have been a movie I watched as a kid. <laughs> I'm gonna make you, and I love that movie as a kid. I'm gonna make you watch first. Well, maybe night. I'll make that you watch it. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Which one? Prince of Thieves. Oh, I don't think I've seen. I that think one. that's a Kevin Costner too. Um. Yeah, I know he was in a. Was is that the name of his Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Yeah, I think so. Maybe it'll be a Kevin Costner. It's, well, Kevin Costner totally, is not in the first night. We oh, well again. I'm Sean just, Connery. Uh, I'm just projecting Kevin Costner, but um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've totally hijacked that category. The 
Well, we've got, we're, it's because we're trying to like throw movies at each other that we think <laughs> but it, it might not even be selected. We don't know. Um, but that's kind of fun, like something from our childhood. That's kind of fun. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. Or or apparently the crow. Um, but yeah, there you go. So that's what week three is. So we've got our movie week, which is next week, TV week, the week after and 90s week, the week after that. Um, lots of fun potential guests, which is cool. Lots of fun potential topics and something fun Games. from Austin each week games yeah. that may come on we have no idea um it'll be kind of it'll be kind of interesting to see so there i'm you excited but yeah it's it's fun so we, week one voting is open now we'll review those at the end of the show but you can go now and vote um for whatever you want us to uh to review and you'll tell me friday afternoon what yeah i'll let you know friday afternoon if something's leaning towards somewhere like we get if we like get a lot of votes in the beginning. Yeah. yeah, like if there's like 50 votes for something, that's probably going to win. And then I'll I'll let you know, okay, I'm going to see Clifford. Um, <laughs> Good <laughs> luck. It's going to be either that. I mean, I guess I could see people say the you see Ghostbusters and me see Spencer. Um, but now that you made the comment of you avoiding it, I also feel like Spencer and the Eternals might be the one like there's there's so many good ones here. i think there's only one that people will not vote for and then the other three i could see it being pretty close yeah it's gonna be uh it's gonna be how much do our listeners want to torture us that's the and they love our, they love our pain so <laughs> yeah it's, it's usually a lot so so t- which one of these would be the most torturous that's the question i mean i think i think i, I, I tell you two three and four have potential like all of them have potential it would be tough to see two movies that I don't have a lot of interest in seeing. Like back to back. <laughs> Keep that in mind, viewers. <laughs> <laughs> that one's going to be tough. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're excited for that. Fan Appreciation Month. It's well underway. Speaking of fans, let's get to some fan questions because we do have a couple here uh, to go through. Um, and some, you know, we've got uh, we've got our Inquisitor who's who's asked a couple questions that are very specific to the French Dispatch. So we'll wait on that one. Um, we've got a new person who wrote in here. I am just... i got to start organizing these emails again. Um, Maybe. <laughs> uh, so be, this is from... So this, per, this is just from uh, Leisha. Leisha, I believe. Uh, and uh, she says, uh, hi, I just found your podcast and I'm really enjoying it. I had a question for, I guess, Mike, a little background on me. I'm a major, uh, I'm a film major in Toronto and I've loved movies um, my entire life. I've been very inspired by more female filmmakers making their names and getting known in the film world. And that inspired me to get involved in film. I just had a question because I've noticed a couple of times. Oh, <laughs> oh, this is what this is. About. I've noticed a couple of times you refer to um, anyone as actor, not actor and actress. And I'm wondering where that's coming from. I don't have any sort of problem with it. So don't think that that's an issue. I just kind of want to know what your thinking was on that. Um, yes. So thanks for the the question. And, and I'm glad you found our podcast. I wonder if this is another Nicole connection, uh, Taylor, because Nicole has sent several people in the film industry to our podcast before. Yeah, um, maybe. I'll Toronto have to connection, ask. Maybe. Yeah. Alicia, maybe, maybe there's a connection there. Um, yeah. So I guess that I think I told the story like a long time ago on the podcast. That this has I had come up a, before. 
in yes, a different context. I, I, like someone asked maybe in our first year if it has like become passe to say actress. Like it wasn't specific to like why you and I say it one way. I think it was just like a general comment and it might've been around the Oscars, the categories. Yes. Yeah. And that makes sense. Cause that's the, that's always the hardest. Cause we end up just having to say actress. Cause that's what they have the categories for. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I way back in my, in my theater days, um, theater. I, I had a, I had a acting teacher. She, she, liked to be referred to as an actor and the way she sort of explained it kind of stuck with me um so way 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 back when before there was movies and people were just (laughs) acting in little you know hovels in the ground um mud huts yeah mud huts only men were like allowed to be actors but lots of women snuck in and and became actors and whatever but you referred to actors as just players or vagabonds like that, that was just what they were called. Like they were originally called like players, like back in like, even before Shakespeare, like Greek and Roman times when, when they were actors. So she just kind of made the point of like, we don't, we don't add anything to like the name director or producer. Like you don't call it a directress or a producerist, right? It's a producer, a director. So for actor to then be actress didn't really make any sense. And I kind of like a, agree with that especially because like i don't know we're we're in a world where we're we're trying to think less binary about things so what if you don't feel you fall under one of those categories like that's it's kind of weird still to to separate the two to me it's just if you're an actor you're just an actor you're an actor you're an artist an actor um a a player a vagabond or whatever you want to call it like there to me it's just why is it a gendered word i don't know um it just makes more sense. It never used to be. And then it like transformed um, through, through society. So yeah, that's kind of why it just has been ingrained with me that everyone who is in front of the camera is an actor. Yeah, I buy it. Well, when you think like other arts professions don't have gendered names, like a dancer is a dancer, an artist Uh, is a musician, a musician and a musistress. No, right. Like it sounds weird. It's, it's not, that's not, it's a musician. They're was it musician. invented because of the Oscars? It might, it might have been like it might have been uh, the differentiation, but like Category. to me, like I don't, yeah, like I guess I, I don't know, I still don't know why they're different. I mean, you could still have multiple acting categories, but have a mix of everybody in there. Like I don't, I don't know why they still feel well. They don't separate. even separating call it, it by genre makes more sense. Don't they say like the award for female lead? They don't even say something actress. like that. Yeah. In the category. Yeah, like I don't think. I think it's still titled Best Actress, but they oh, say female right, lead. Like it's very right. yeah, it's very convoluted. Yeah. And like everything else with the Oscars is just kind of behind the times. Stupid. Yeah. Um but, but yeah, to me to me it's just everyone's an actor. Like actor to, is not a male word. It's not like I don't I, that's not what it was meant to be. And like I always go back to the formation of something, like the root of something. It was never meant to mean male. It's just only men for the longest time were allowed legally to be actors or players, but lots of women did it anyway. <laughs> Cause like they just wanted to. So yeah, you know, I don't know. So that's why Mike, <laughs> that's the answer. Mike champion of 
non-binary. No, no, not, not champion <laughs> of nothing. All this is all. It just doesn't. No, make I'm just sense. being. I'm just being a goof. It's true. Like it's. Yeah. You look at any like, other yeah, profession, and you don't have you don't have like female doc like a, a doctress like you said like yeah lawyer, it doesn't make any like, sense <laughs> yeah. even like you could do the opposite like nurse which is like a predominantly female profession there isn't like a male version of a nurse they're still a yeah. nurse so and like yeah. it's just you know whatever whatever suits you if you're more comfortable and, and you're talking, it's like if so, it, I used to direct shows, if I called someone an actor and they wanted to be referred to as an actress, then I would call them an actress. It's not a big deal. Like if someone wants to be referred to as something, you just refer to them as that. Like what? Okay. I, I'm used to saying actor. If that's, you know, not what someone wants to be referred to as, then I won't refer to them as that. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> It's just so easy, okay? <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that, so, so back to uh, uh, Leisha's point. Yeah, that's that's the reason why. That's kind of where it comes from. Um, I just think it doesn't make sense, and I think that the examples you just brought up, Taylor, are are perfect as to why. And even if you want to stick to to movies, would you ever call a director a directress? No, Could you're, you you're a director. What a funny. It, it, what what a weird word, <laughs> directress. Like it just doesn't make any sense. So anyway, that's that's kind of where it comes from. Cool. Um, so thank you. Thank you for writing in. And I'm glad you found our podcast. Um, Josh is next. Oh, and Josh wants to know. So for you, Taylor, where does the French dispatch fit into your overall Wes Anderson film rankings? So you did rank Wes Anderson films a while ago. So yeah. I guess Josh wants to know, like, wh where does this put where does it go in to all your rankings from before? So um, Katie, fan of the show friend of the show, friend of me, asked me this this past weekend when she knew I went to go <laughs> see it. Me. Uh, <laughs> um, I haven't like sat down and like reworked my list, like in terms of like specifics. I would say that it's in the top half of the list, but like in the oh, middle, okay. if that makes sense. Like it's, if you had the list and you were looking, it's closer to the top than it is at the bottom, but it's not like best of the best, if that makes sense. Like, it's being hailed as the most Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson movie. Can you confirm that? In terms of looks? Yeah, for sure. Like it is like um, much more like set pieces than um, than some of his earlier work. Like if people really liked the Grand Budapest Hotel, how like a lot of the scenes were like, contained in sets and there were a lot of like almost like models like um you know like when they were in like the little elevator going up the mountain or whatever like that was very much this movie like it looked mm -hmm. like everything was a set which um you know Wes Anderson has such a particular eye for like a shot so it's like at that point it's like well why why rely on nature <laughs> to make a shot when I could just construct my own sets. I mean, he's done that with other movie earlier movies, like life aquatic had like the, the boat, like the, the submarine mm -hmm. and the ship and stuff. But this one more than any of them, like very like, you know, like no, I don't have the film language to describe this, but I would just describe it as they were, you can tell they were constructed sets. Like these weren't things mm -hmm. that would happen in nature. <laughs> Right. Would, you they, know what they're I mean? all they're all built. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, That's what it looks yeah. like. So I it was 
absolutely beautiful. You know what I mean? Because he has such an yeah. eye for cinematography and for like um, putting together a shot and, you know, the mise-en-scene, all of that stuff. Like it was really, yeah. really beautiful. It really does. But in yeah. terms of, uh, and I'll get into this during my review, um, the movie is an anthology. So like little vignettes. Personally, that's not my favorite way of storytelling. So for that reason, it's not like my favorite West Anderson movie, just because I prefer right. more traditional narrative storytelling. But like other people, like Katie, for instance, told me that she actually really likes the vignettes. So um, it's just going to be personal preference in terms of how people like storytelling and stuff like that. Totally. Totally. Um, we... we uh... I will answer Josh's second question. Then we do have one more uh, question that is about Wes Anderson's. We'll get to that after. So Josh says, second question is for me and says, Michael, what is your favorite Bill Murray movie? Okay. Josh, the, he signed his name, Josh, the, <laughs> but the Inquisitor. he signed his name, Josh, the, so there you nice. go. Signed Josh, the, um, Bill Murray movie. I don't, I don't know. That's hard. That's hard to just, this happens to us a lot where we have to pull you're put on the spot like like some I of his you know ghost ghostbusters um lost in translation oh, right. Is it um, um i Ground, liked groundhog, groundhog day. day yeah yeah like i think he's very good in groundhog day because he's kind of like fed up with life this works well in that movie um i, I thought, say like, i really relate to that i really relate to no, groundhog no, day <laughs> no, i don't relate to groundhog day no i try not to relate to groundhog day um but like the thing about bill murray is i think his his shtick doesn't work all the time like sometimes the thing he does and that he does well works really well in a movie and sometimes it doesn't um and i think he's very good in a lot of cameos like he's very funny when he pops in and does something and then leaves. But I think like, I think groundhog day works cause it works for him. I find him very awkward and not great in ghostbusters. So you like, don't think I don't he makes think... a good lead? No, like I think like, I really think um, Dan Aykroyd and um, Oh, the guy with glasses guy passed away. Harold Ramis. Yeah. The, the two of them are excellent in the movie and then like obviously you know bill murray is there because they all like he they knew each other dan Aykroyd's are really good friends with him or, or what have you and i just feel like had you replaced bill murray with someone even playing a more charming likable character steve martin yes that's a that is a perfect example um if you replace bill murray with steve martin i think that movie would get better and to me that's what makes a good performance or a good actor or a good like thing is if you can't take them out so you have like ernie hudson's character that's like completely underdeveloped so they could have done more with that but dan Aykroyd and i yeah i think his name's harold ramus work very well together but i think if bill murray was replaced with steve martin it would be, and and if er, even if Ernie Hudson was replaced with like Eddie Murphy, and that's your cast, and it still has that Saturday Night Live fever, which they wanted, but they but have like a little bit more, a little bit more to each of those characters. I think it would have been a better movie. Like I really do, because like you got like Rick Moranis is in that movie, and like Sigourney Weaver, and like it's a very like 
talented cast, but I just feel like Bill Murray does not work in that part, personally. You know, um, I'll admit, I don't think I've ever seen the original Ghostbusters from start to finish. <laughs> okay, we got we got making this list of things we got to do next Halloween, and <laughs> one of these is watch the original Halloween movie but, and now Ghostbusters. But Ghostbusters, what year did it come out? It came out a little bit earlier than would have been my childhood because I think it came out in the eighties. I think, and I was yeah, born 80s, in ninety one. So, um, and the movies that I watched in the nineties were like the movies my mom liked. So, so I guess you know. Maybe it just wasn't on my mom's radar. So that wasn't one that I ever, like, I, I know, like, stills from it. You know what I mean? Like, I must have caught sure. certain scenes, but Bits I don't think I've ever seen it. It was on TV from, a lot. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen it start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I, I definitely think that the movie has, it doesn't, definitely has a lot of flaws. And there's, like, a really cool episode of that, the movies that made us show that Netflix mm-hmm. did about Ghostbusters and about making Ghostbusters. And, like, you could see why. It had so much problems, but I just feel pretty strongly that Bill Murray doesn't fit in that role. Whereas in Groundhog Day, I think it's literally perfect for him. Like it just works so well. Would you dare to say that Ghostbusters is overrated? I wouldn't say overrated because I do think Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd are very good in that movie. And I think that the practical effects of it are really cool. And I do think there's a lot of great stuff. And like, I I remember Rick Moranis being like this really, the the annoying neighbor character and doing it really well. And I do remember the movie fondly. So I don't know if it's overrated. I just think, I just think, and even they, they admit it, Ernie Hudson's character is underdeveloped. And I do think Bill Murray just kind of, sticks out and doesn't doesn't quite fit and had the, had it been a bit of a stronger foursome between like the four characters i think the movie would have been better fair enough i wouldn't say overrated but eh, you know but you know um, sometimes we question. sometimes we rely too much on nostalgia that's kind of what i mean right yeah like, and i do think yeah and that that's okay and that does hit and if people really love ghostbusters and never take that away from them but i just think yeah it, it didn't um the casting could have been better the casting could have been better. I do think it's far superior than the second film. Like the first Ghostbusters movie is really interesting and the second one is a mess. So there's also that factor comparing the two. It's like, yeah, I would take the original Ghostbusters for sure over over the other one. Cool. Um, last fan question comes from Akil. Um, we haven't heard from Akil in a while. Um, Akil wants to know, Taylor, this question's for you. What is it specifically about Wes Anderson that you enjoy so much? I know for me, it's really his interesting cinematography. I really don't think there is another working director who knows how to use the camera like him to tell a story and to introduce characters. But what is your favorite aspect of Wes Anderson? Cinematography is definitely one. Thank you, by the way, for the question. Thanks to everyone for your questions always. It's truly my favorite part of the show. I'm not being facetious. I really do love the fan questions. That's why I'm so excited. Being for facetious. The... Get her. <laughs> That's why I'm so excited <laughs> for the rest of the month because it's like fan controlled. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, so definitely the look. Like number one. I like a movie that creates a world that you can escape into. So this is why I'm not a fan of HD cameras. We've talked about this before on the show. You know, I don't want my movies to necessarily look like real life, if that makes sense. And Mm -hmm. 
Wes Anderson like really leans into creating worlds. Like it is, it's our world, but different kind of like, you know, like just like a couple degrees to the left or whatever. So A, his movies are just beautiful, beautiful to watch, um, be immersed in. I think the writing um, is so smart and funny and sad at times. Like all of his characters um, even when they're funny, they're melancholy, which, you know, I'm really attracted to in storytelling. Um, I think he gets really interesting performances out of his characters. Um, he uses actors that I love, like I'll get into this in the, in the review. Not only did I get, um, Edward Norton, Adrian Brody, even Christoph Waltz <laughs> made an appearance in this <laughs> film. So like all of my favorites are, um, so he uses like a, uh, you know, a circling kind of catalog of actors that I really like. And um, he really is, like Akil said, like he's one of, and I, I know like people who are fans of Christopher Nolan will come for me come at me for this, but I would say that he's one of the only working actors working directors right now there are others but like he's always the first one that comes to mind who's like truly an auteur you know what I mean like you can look at a a still from any of his movies and even if you don't know it's Wes Anderson you can say that's a Wes Anderson movie you know what I mean um and you may be able to do the same with Christopher Nolan but I just think like he I love people who just commit to their vision you know what I mean and it's a vision that I can really get behind. Like, beautiful world. To, uh, yes. So anyways, I can just go on and on about West Anderson. But what is there not to like? Actually, I know there's lots to not like. <laughs> I, I know he gets yeah, critiqued yeah. frequently, um, <laughs> including for his class politics. But um, I, um, yeah, I just love it. I love, I just wish I could live. I wish I, truly, I wish I could live in a Wes Anderson movie. And I can't yeah. say that about any well. other director. <laughs> No, it's hey, that's that's a really good point. And you're about to review his latest film in a few minutes. So that's, you know, it he keeps working too. Like he yeah. keeps coming up with ideas and keeps putting things out, which is also hard to do. It's hard to stay consistent and and get, you know, things out there that people will go see. So there you go. And um thank and you. get better, yeah, I guess. Sorry. And just yeah. Well, that's true too. Like if you find he's getting better and you, cause I, I mean, I haven't watched Wes Anderson nearly to the volume you have, but some of his earlier stuff, I haven't liked as much as some of his later things. So seeing improvements is always a, another mark of someone who's continuing to learn and grow, which is great and rare. So power, power to Wes Anderson. Um, but we'll continue the, the Wes Anderson love fest in a second. Um, thank you to uh, everyone who, who wrote in today to Akil, um, Leisha and Josh, the, uh, thank, yeah, thank you all. Um, fan questions will continue throughout these weeks, so you can continue to write in. Feel free to write in fan questions; they will still kick off our show, regardless of of what else is going on. We'll always keep fan questions going, so uh, keep sending those in. Um, okay, uh, Taylor, let's talk Wes Anderson more. French Dispatch. Yeah. So one of the things right off the bat, did you know this, Mike? The so whole title of the movie is the French dispatch of the Liberty Can- Kansas evening sun. That's the actual official movie name. Uh, no, I didn't know that. I did not know that until <laughs> I bought the ticket. Actually, I should say, um, Rawan bought my ticket, but, um, 
until I was on the Cineplex <laughs> website looking at movie times. I looking did not, at movie times. Okay. <laughs> I had no idea that that was the full name. Um, obviously, new Wes Anderson movie, uh, long awaited. This was one of those movies that has been pushed back, it seems like, for a million years because COVID ha- has not ended and feels like it never will. Um, it's been It's been delayed so long that I'm pretty sure he's already started production on his next movie. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think they've I already... Think, I think I do remember hearing some casting news about that, right? Yeah, and I think they've already uh, started... Be, I'm fairly that's certain... That's the Scarlett Johansson one. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> my worst nightmare come true. I'm hoping, yeah. um, because his cast are so big, I'm hoping she's only in, like, one scene. Fingers crossed. I'm really actually excited for to to uh, hopefully the show's still around when that comes out because you can review that and we'll really dive more into why you don't like Scott Johansson. But let's not waste our time now. Let's continue let's on. Let's not. Let's not <laughs> dive into that. We'll so, be here for another hour. <laughs> um, a lot of the standard players are in the in the movie, but I would say they don't necessarily. Like Bill Murray is in the movie, but he's more of a framing device. And he actually, you don't see a lot of him. Um, You see a lot of Tilda Swinton, one of my favorite um, actors or actresses. She probably would say she's an actor. Um, Elizabeth Moss makes an appearance. Uh, uh, Adrian Brody has a fairly large role in the movie. Edward Norton has like a medium sized role. So like, this cast is insane. You know, with most Wes Anderson movies, there's a lot of characters. This one, this this cast is on steroids because it's an anthology <laughs> film. <laughs> so, oh, it's an anthology. Yeah, yeah. So the premise is that um, the editor of the French Dispatch has died, and with his death, will be the final. Um, the final issue of the magazine and so the movie takes you through the final issue of the magazine so it'll be like page one through five and then like the article name and then it's like you watch the story unfold over film if that makes sense probably not doing a great job wow that sounds yeah that sounds really cool it's a really that's really interesting it is a very interesting concept I will say that it's executed, in my opinion, flawlessly. And again, the only, the only, like, my critique of it is so subjective in that I prefer one narrative as opposed to anthology. You know, that's just, right, right. that's my personal this opinion. Your, yeah. Um, like, I, I don't mind anthology when it comes to, like, television. But in terms of film, like, this would make a very interesting season of TV. Like right. if he, like, I think he could have even expanded the idea and done like a, a mini series. Um, and I think I would have liked it maybe a little bit more because the problem with anthologies is that um, you get really into a story and then it ends and then a new one <laughs> begins. Right. right. Like, right. so, yeah. um, and like some vignettes were longer than other ones. Like Owen Wilson has a vignette. His, I think, is the shortest. It's also the first one. Um, like, very, very funny. Um, Timothy Chalamet has a vignette. Um, yeah, and, like, even there's, like, one one 
one story is the cooking article, you know, like how in a magazine, there's like a food section, there's like a food section article, but of course it like completely goes off the rails. Like the story is, um, (laughs) yeah. So like, I don't know, like I, I, um, it's, it's hard to create, we always come to this problem, Mike, where it's hard to talk about a movie that you've, you've enjoyed because you're like, yeah, it was good. Like, go see you it. Almost like, for the show, would rather not liking it. it. Like, yeah, because then yeah, you have, more, then to you have more to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, like, it's thoroughly enjoyable, but I also fully recognize that not everyone likes Wes Anderson. And the fact that this is an anthology movie will be even more isolating to people who aren't familiar with his work. So I think that's something to keep in mind. Like this would not be the first Wes Anderson movie I would suggest to someone. Really? Just okay. like you wouldn't. Yeah, like, I think that's good to know. You wouldn't open Buffy with once more with feeling, right? No, no. <laughs> that would you not would, be yeah. an accurate <laughs> way to do it. And I think no. that's pro- probably part of the problem is that because it's so Wes Anderson-y, like unless you like Wes Anderson, this movie, you're probably be like, what? Like what's going on? Like... <laughs> Because of the like the high style and concept, yeah, like it is, it is very yeah. stylized, and um, yeah, it's like fairly. I would say like it's fairly unusual to see anthology on film. Like I can't think of the last one I would have seen in theaters. Can yeah, you? not in theaters. There's been a, there, no because there was that there was that one. There's one Netflix thing that I randomly watched there that was an anthology and was kind of weird. An it happens. Film that came out during the pandemic, but nothing in theaters that I can think. It of. happens. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think horror, more. like you can like tales from the crypt and stuff, but like I can't think yeah. of any like non-genre movies, movies that yeah. are anthology. No, I'm uh, yeah, I not in theaters. I am sure there's been one or two, but not many. But it definitely the antho. I will say, even though it's not my cup of tea, it works for the structure of the movie. The fact that you are right. essentially reading a magazine but the stories are being shown on screen if that makes sense yeah like it makes sense hey, that I, you know sounds like, really cool to me yeah and <laughs> of course cool. like you know classic like title cards you know classic Wes Anderson font um it's funny it's sad it's joyful it's hopeful like um all of the kind of themes that you typically see in a Wes Anderson movie Every time I see a Wes Anderson movie, I'm just like, oh, I can't wait for the next one. That's how I feel. And I felt the same way with this one. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's done telling stories. Um, And I love that he just continues to, like, really hone his craft. Like, if you were to compare this to Bottle Rocket, you would think that they were made by two completely different people. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting that he, you know... You're, you say he's not done telling stories and that he's getting better and better. So he hasn't done the, the Tarantino thing where he's like, I'm doing only 10. No, 10 no, no. Because this, I'm I, retiring. I didn't, I'll be honest, I, I counted on my fingers just like from memory. I didn't go on Wikipedia. I'm pretty sure, and our fans can correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure this is his 10th. And, um, you know, he's actively making his next one. <laughs> So unless yeah, I know, he stops, I know, yeah, because we had heard casting news. So yeah, he is, yeah. He I think be. the the working title is like Astro City or something. So um, Bill Murray actually let let that slip. He wasn't supposed to. Apparently, he's been spilling <laughs> a lot of news 
lately um, in interviews. But um, yeah, so that would maybe, again, correct me if I'm wrong, that would bring us to 11. So unless he decides like, I don't know, who who taps out at 11, right? Like you want it to be like a good like 15 or 20. So um, yeah, we'll just see. But it's Wes Anderson. So it'll be like 17. Yes. Or something. Like 13 a and a reason. half. Well, technically, technically, yeah. we're at if we're gonna count the short, the short that was released with um, the Darjeeling Limited, we are at ten and a half because he's released a oh, short. Oh, there you go. So, he's released a short. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Anyways, um, if people can't tell, obviously it's a see it for me. Um, but again, cautioning that, like, you know, not everyone likes Wes Anderson. Some people are going to watch this movie and not get it. I think that's the problem, right? Because essentially Wes Anderson is mainstream art house, I would say. Mainstream alternative. (laughs) So, um, and even though it's mainstream, there are going to be some people who think it's just a little bit too weird. And that's okay. So if you don't really like weird or whimsy, if you're not really into the whimsical, take a pass. (laughs) But for everyone else, this is a see it. Yeah, and I think... I think for you to give it a see it is pretty much everyone would predict that that would go. I mean, I think Wes Anderson would have to do something really bad. Like I, I feel like you've liked like cast all of Wes Anderson's something movies, really right? bad, like cast Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, <laughs> that might ruin it. I guess. Yeah, you're right. Maybe that's. We'll see. We'll see. You know, she depending didn't upon ruin, how he works, it she, might not. She didn't ruin Jojo Rabbit. No, no, she didn't. No. Uh, but we'll we'll get into your hate of her. Uh, but yeah, there you go. So French Dispatch and that long name. Uh, Liberty City, Kansas. Liberty City, I don't know. Um, <laughs> sun. Um, <laughs> so uh, just before we wrap up, I'm just going to review because we went through everything just so people um, are not confused what you can vote for in week one. And as I said, you can go on our website, screeningandkingston.com to get all the info. That's where you can also submit fan questions. You can send it directly to our Gmail, whatever you want. Um, but it's right there, screeningkingston.com, right on the homepage. So week one, the four choices are, number one, Mike and Taylor see Ghostbusters Afterlife. Number two, Taylor sees Ghostbusters Afterlife and Mike sees Spencer. Number three, Taylor sees Eternals and Mike sees Clifford the Big Red Dog. Hilarious. And number, f- and number four... Mike and Taylor see both Spencer and Eternals. So there you go. Those are the four choices you have from this moment until Friday at noon to to select those movies so Taylor and I can get get seeing seeing our movies. Um, and we'll see what everyone votes for. Very I, interesting. I will say that. I can't predict it, Mike. As we know with yeah. my Oscar pool every year, I tr- <laughs> I can't predict it. I don't know. The more I think about it, because I keep saying, oh, maybe this one over this one. I, I really think there are three that have an equal chance of happening. And so we definitely we definitely have to vote just so that we can break the gridlock. Yeah, try try to get some votes for Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> That's the idea. Uh, but again, screeningandkingston.com for all that information. That's how you submit fan questions. That's how you submit your voting. And there's an option on the voting card if you want to send in a comment or question you don't have to you can just vote um and send that in so make sure you vote because next week we'll find out so we'll post about it on on social media like friday evening saturday whatever ends up 
uh, being the winner. And then you'll know what's happening and we'll know what's happening. So stay tuned. Go see some movies. It's November, and that means it's the CFRC annual funding drive. It's on right now, and you can go to CFRC.ca for all the details. CFRC is celebrating its 100th anniversary in 2022, so they're trying to raise money to update all their equipment to continue to bring you great programming like Screening in Kingston. So make sure to go to CFRC.ca and donate if you can. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.